0: Section twenty of the fourth dimension by Charles Howard Hinton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. Chapter eleven. Nomenclature and analogies preliminary to the study of four-dimensional figures. Part two. Taking now a different point of view, let us suppose the cubes to be presented to the plane being by being passed transverse to his plane. Let us suppose the sheet of matter over which the plane being and all objects in his world slide to be of such a nature that objects can pass through it without breaking it let us suppose it to be of the same nature as the film of a soap bubble so that it closes around objects pushed through it and however the object alters its shape as it passes through it let us suppose this film to run up to the contour of the object in every part maintaining its plane surface unbroken. Then we can push a cube, or any object, through the film, and the plane being, who slips about in the film, will know the contour of the cube just and exactly where the film meets it. Figure 90 represents a cube passing through a plane film. The plane being now comes into contact with a very thin slice of the cube, somewhere between the left and right hand faces this very thin slice he thinks of as having no thickness and consequently his idea of it is what we call a section it is bounded by him by pink lines front and back coming from the part of the pink face he is in contact with and above and below by light yellow lines its corners are not null coloured points but white points and its interior is ochre the colour of the interior of the cube if now we suppose the cube to be an inch in each dimension, and to pass across from right to left, through the plane, then we should explain the appearances presented to the plane being by saying, first of all, you have the face of a cube. This lasts only a moment, then you have a figure of the same shape, but differently coloured. This, which appears not to move to you in any direction which you know of, is really moving transverse to your plane world its appearance is unaltered but each moment it is something different a section further on in the white the unknown dimension finally at the end of the minute a face comes in exactly like the face you first saw this finishes up the cube it is the further face in the unknown dimension the white line, which extends in length just like the red or the yellow, you do not see as extensive. You apprehend it simply as an enduring white point. The null point, under the condition of movement of the cube, vanishes in a moment. The lasting white point is really your apprehension of a white line running in the unknown dimension. In the same way, the red line, of the face by which the cube is first in contact with the plane, lasts only a moment. It is succeeded by the pink line, and this pink line lasts for the inside of a minute. This lasting pink line is your apprehension of a surface, which extends in two dimensions just like the orange surface extends, as you know it, when the cube is at rest. But the plain creature might answer, This orange object is substance, solid substance, bounded completely and on every side here of course the difficulty comes in his solid is our surface his notion of a solid is our notion of an abstract surface with no thickness at all we should have to explain to him that from every point of what he called a solid a new dimension runs away from every point a line can be drawn in a direction unknown to him and there is a solidity of a kind greater than that which he knows this solidity can only be realized by him by his supposing an unknown direction by motion in which what he conceives to be solid matter instantly disappears the higher solid however which extends in this dimension as well as in those which he knows lasts when a motion of that kind takes place different sections of it come consecutively in the plane of his apprehension and take the place of the solid which he at first conceives to be all thus the higher solid our solid in contradistinction to his area solid his two-dimensional solid must be conceived by him as something which has duration in it under circumstances in which his matter disappears out of his world we may put the matter thus using the conception of motion a null point moving in a direction away generates a yellow line and the yellow line ends in a null point we suppose that is a point to move and mark out the products of this motion in such a manner now suppose this whole line as thus produced to move in an upward direction it traces out the two-dimensional solid and the plane being gets an orange square the null point moves in a red line and ends in a null point. The yellow line moves and generates an orange square and ends in a yellow line. The farther null point generates a red line and ends in a null point. Thus, by movement in two successive directions known to him, he can imagine his two-dimensional solid produced with all its boundaries. Now we tell him this whole two-dimensional solid can move in a third or unknown dimension to you the null point moving in this dimension out of your world generates a white line and ends in a null point the yellow line moving generates a light yellow two-dimensional solid and ends in a yellow line and this two-dimensional solid lying end on to your plane world is bounded on the far side by the other yellow line in the same way each of the lines surrounding your square traces out an area just like the orange area you know but there is something new produced something which you had no idea of before it is that which is produced by the movement of the orange square that than which you can imagine nothing more solid itself moves in a direction open to it and produces a three-dimensional solid Using the addition of white to symbolise the products of this motion, this new kind of solid will be light orange or ochre, and it will be bounded on the far side by the final position of the orange square which traced it out, and this final position we suppose to be coloured like the square in its first position, orange with yellow and red boundaries and null corners. This product of movement, which is so easy for us to describe, would be difficult for him to conceive but this difficulty is connected rather with its totality than with any particular part of it any line or plane of this to him higher solid we could show to him and put in his sensible world we have already seen how the pink square could be put in his world by a turning of the cube about the red line and any section which we can conceive made of the cube could be exhibited to him you have simply to turn the cube and push it through so that the plane of his existence is the plane which cuts out the given section of the cube then the section would appear to him as a solid in his world he would see the contour get to any part of it by digging down into it the process by which a plane being would gain a notion of a solid if we suppose the plane being to have a general idea of the existence of a higher solid our solid we must next trace out in detail the method the discipline by which he would acquire a working familiarity with our space existence the process begins with an adequate realisation of a simple solid figure for this purpose we will suppose eight cubes forming a larger cube and first we will suppose each cube to be coloured throughout uniformly let the cubes in figure 91 be the 8, making a larger cube. Now, although each cube is supposed to be coloured entirely through with the colour, the name of which is written on it, still we can speak of the faces, edges and corners of each cube, as if the colour scheme we have investigated held for it. Thus, on the null cube, we can speak of a null point, a red line, a white line, a pink face, and so on. These color designations are shown on number 1 of the views of the Tesseract in the plate. Reader's Note This refers to a color plate headed Views of the Tesseract in the original volume. The scan of the volume on Archive.org includes a black and white representation of it. This is included in the illustration file which accompanies this recording. End Reader's Note here, these colour names are used simply in their geometrical significance. They denote what the particular line etc. referred to would have as its colour, if, in reference to the particular cube, the colour scheme described previously were carried out. If such a block of cubes were put against the plane and then passed through it from right to left, at the rate of an inch a minute, each cube being an inch each way, the plain being would have the following appearances. First of all, four squares, null, yellow, red, orange, lasting each a minute, and secondly, taking the exact places of these four squares, four others, coloured white, light yellow, pink, ochre. Thus, to make a catalogue of the solid body, he would have to put side by side in his world two sets of four squares each, as in figure 92. The first are supposed to last a minute, and then the others to come in in place of them, and also last a minute. In speaking of them, he would have to denote what part of the respective cube each square represents. Thus, at the beginning, he would have null cube, orange face, and after the motion had begun, he would have null cube, ochre section. As he could get the same coloured section whichever way the cube passed through, it would be best for him to call this section white section, meaning that it is transverse to the white axis. These colour names, of course, are merely used as names, and do not imply, in this case, that the object is really coloured. Finally, after a minute, as the first cube was passing beyond his plane, he would have Null Cube Orange Face again. The same names will hold for each of the other cubes, describing what face or section of them the plane being has before him and the second wall of cubes will come on continue and go out in the same manner in the area he thus has he can represent any movement which we carry out in the cubes as long as it does not involve a motion in the direction of the white axis the relation of parts that succeed one another in the direction of the white axis is realised by him as a consecution of states now his means of developing his space apprehension lies in this that that which is represented as a time sequence in one position of the cubes can become a real coexistence if something that has a real coexistence becomes a time sequence we must suppose the cubes turned round each of the axes the red line and the yellow line then something which was given as time before will now be given as the plane creature's space. Something which was given as space before will now be given as a time series as the cube is passed through the plane. The three positions in which the cubes must be studied are the ones given above and the two following ones. In each case, the original null point, which was nearest to us at first, is marked by an asterisk in figures ninety three and ninety four the point marked with a star is the same in the cubes and in the plane view in figure ninety three the cube is swung round the red line so as to point towards us and consequently the pink face comes next to the plane as it passes through there are two varieties of appearance designated by the figures one and two in the plane these appearances are named in the figure and are determined by the order in which the cubes come in the motion of the whole block through the plane with regard to these squares severally however different names must be used determined by their relations in the block thus in figure ninety three when the cube first rests against the plane the null cube is in contact by its pink face as the block passes through we get an ochre section of the null cube but this is better called a yellow section as it is made by a plane perpendicular to the yellow line when the null cube has passed through the plane as it is leaving it we get again a pink face the same series of changes take place with the cube appearances which follow on those of the null cube in this motion the yellow cube follows on the null cube and the square marked yellow in two in the plane, will be first yellow-pink face, then yellow-yellow section, then yellow-pink face. In figure 94, in which the cube is turned about the yellow line, we have a certain difficulty, for the plane being will find that the position his squares are to be placed in will lie below that which they first occupied. They will come where the support was, on which he stood his first set of squares. He will get over this difficulty by moving his support. Then, since the cubes come upon his plane by the light yellow face, he will have, taking the null cube as before, for an example, null, light yellow face, null, red section, because the section is perpendicular to the red line, and finally, as the null cube leaves the plane, null, light yellow face then, in this case, red following on null, he will have the same series of views of the red as he had of the null cube. There is another set of considerations which we will briefly allude to. Suppose there is a hollow cube, and a string is stretched across it from null to null, R, Y, W, H, as we may call the far diagonal point. How will this string appear to the plane being? As the cube moves transverse to his plane. Let us represent the cube as a number of sections, say five, corresponding to four equal divisions made along the white line perpendicular to it. Reader's note see figure ninety-five. End readers note. We number these sections naught one, two, three, four, corresponding to the distances along the white line at which they are taken and imagine each section to come in successively, taking the place of the preceding one. These sections appear to the plane being, counting from the first, to exactly coincide each with the preceding one, but the section of the string occupies a different place in each to that which it does in the preceding section. The section of the string appears in the position marked by the dots. Hence, the slant of the string appears as a motion in the framework marked out by the cube sides. If we suppose the motion of the cube not to be recognized, then the string appears to the plane being as a moving point. Hence extension on the unknown dimension appears as duration. Extension sloping in the unknown direction appears as continuous movement. End of section 20